The review podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I changed it up there for a second. You did. Yeah. You usually go, you usually, uh, uh, you like elongate the, like that noise, but you did a, a quick cut. You did a, ooh. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the review podcast. My name is Anthony. And I am Bree. And this is a podcast in which we review movies. And then we review movies. And we choose a movie that one of us has seen at least one time. And we watch it. We talk about it. All the good. All the bad. All the ugly. Everything in between. And um, yeah. Hi, Bree. Hi, Anthony. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. We we had a busy day. We finished up your groomsman gifts. Um, we went to um, Walgreens and picked up some photos. Then we went to <laughs> Target. <laughs> and I picked up a bunch of stuff for like acne because I'm uh, getting acne right before a wedding. We're time traveling. Again. Again. Uh, so... We, so this, this episode's going to drop on the day of the wedding, on the morning of the wedding, October 22nd, this episode's dropping. So by the time y'all are listening to this, we'll be getting married. Getting married. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> um, no, so we time traveled yesterday too, because we recorded our last, our season finale. We were next week will be the season finale of the review podcast. And we recorded that yesterday out of order from our normal, like progression of events because, uh, our season finale is going to be, uh, Halloween ends. Brie. Yeah, it ends. Oh boy, does and, it uh, end. Oh, and does it end. I'll give you a hint. I did not like it <laughs> very much. Um, but mm -hmm. you'll have to wait until next week to hear that. We wanted to wait to drop that one. Give you time to see it. Yes, so that we didn't like spoil the movie like right when it came out. Um, not sure who's listening to this or who still needs to see Halloween ends by the time next week comes. But if you're an avid review podcast listener, go watch that freaking movie. Go, go movie. see that movie. <laughs> it underperformed at the box office. Well, that's what happens when you dual release it on streaming service and in the I box office. Absolutely. We didn't even talk about this on that episode of the podcast, but it released simultaneously. But that's what happens. I hate That's when what that happens, happens when you, do you release it. On streaming services and in the theaters at the same time. Of course, it's going to underperform like the box office. You're setting up your movie to fail at the box office because I want to tell you, I have bronchitis. We didn't want to go to the theater because I would be coughing all throughout the movie. We had our tickets for the yeah, theater we had and our we canceled. We had the tickets. We canceled last minute because I have bronchitis and I was talking to Anthony. I'm like, I really don't think that I'm going to be able to sit through this movie and not make everyone in that theater super uncomfortable. It's a nearly, because it was, was going to be like a packed theater. I have been coughing and it's like a throat. It's like a, it's a wet, it's cough. a wet throaty cough. And would you want to sit next to someone like that in the theater? Of course not. No, it would ruin somebody's it would, experience. It would ruin someone's experience. So we decided not to ruin someone's experience. We decided just, you know, we were going to get some White Castle sliders. Oh, we and, feasted. And some chicken rice. And we were going to sit and watch it at home. And I love that White Castle calls everything, like their large version of things, sacks. Sack of fries. Sack of chicken rings. <laughs> I love it. That's such a cool vernacular to use. For uh, we just had we, we had an actual like really fun evening, 
and I'm thankful that we didn't. I didn't have to go. I'm actually quite thankful I didn't see that movie in theaters because I, just, I, I think that we would have had a really bad audience. I just was thankful because you know, even though my cough has gotten a lot better, I've got, I can tell you Anthony is happier than ever because I went and saw a doctor and got you're bad medicine. I mean, and what like even think about week, like the, day, the difference between like. Just a day make. So you've had about three weeks. I'm sure you're going to cough on this one. Probably. But you've had about three, in, in terms of the review podcast and the release, of the release schedule. She got bronchitis. About three weeks of, uh, uh, <laughs> like right into the Stop. microphone. Stop. The more you make me laugh, the more you're going to trigger my cough. Oh, no. Um, she like she did it yesterday when we recorded Halloween, and so just prepare for that, I suppose, <laughs> when you listen to that podcast. But um, going back to what we were initially talking about, I was super critical of when they announced that they were going to do Halloween kills last year on both Peacock and uh, theater simultaneously because Halloween kills was supposed to come out in 20 October of 2020. But then when COVID hit, it impacted the film industry and like pushed everything back. So they were done editing Halloween kills. Like it was finished, but they announced we would rather people go see it in the theaters and get the full theatrical experience. So we're going to hold off a year and hope that by 2021, the world's going to be like slightly back to normal. So 2021 hits and the world is slightly back to normal. We're still a little iffy about going to the theaters, but it's getting a little bit better. And all of a sudden we get this press release that Universal is releasing Halloween Kills on Peacock and in theaters. And I said, what a weird decision because like you held off releasing the movie for an entire year because you didn't want it to go to streaming services. And then all of a sudden we're going to streaming services. So it delayed the movie unnecessarily for a year and you went back on the thing that you said you weren't going to do. So I am often very critical of when movies do that simultaneous release. And I don't think that there's a place for it so much uh right now where we are in october of 2022 because we are kind of at least in terms of like going to the movies we're one step out of the pandemic door so it was a strange decision for them to say we're releasing halloween kills both simultaneously but i guess it benefited us in the long run so why i don't know why i'm complaining I don't know why I'm complaining. Right? Shush. I just, yeah. You know, Shush. Shut up. Shut up. Shush. Anyway. Um, we just, we've just had, uh, we, I, I guess he's just, ha like, we're happy that, you know, we got to stay home and have our White Castle and just relax. Though I do love the theater. I do. And I love going to see movies in theater. I love I think, the movie theater popcorn. I think I was just, like... I'm put off from seeing horror movies in theaters after our last encounter with horror, which we talk about it next week on the podcast. So I'm not going to reiterate a story, but um, we went to see Smile a few weeks ago and we just had like one of the worst theater going experience. Well, I did. I don't know about Brie, but I'm used to it. Yeah, she's used to it. But I had one of the worst theater going experiences that I've had in a long time uh, in that horror movie. And well, you'll get more detail on that next week. Yeah. Well, let's just say Halloween Kills wasn't... I mean, Halloween Ends wasn't no Lyle Lyle Crocodile. It's no Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So, wait. Okay, I have a question about Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Um, I cannot answer it. I will not be seeing it till November 10th. 
what's november 10th that's the field trip we're taking oh you're the, taking the kids to go yeah see we're it? taking the kids to go see lyle i was talking about the sam mendez voices lyle right i have no idea because like okay can everyone understand lyle i don't know I th- i'm wondering if it's like a stewie griffin thing yeah yeah like who can understand what are the rules well isn't the plot of the movie that he's like a great singer so they like try to make him a celebrity i don't know but can he talk like normal conversation english if he can sing in english like perfect english i don't know imagine i I will have to wait and see the movie (laughs) it's no lyle lyle crocodile i'm excited mostly because that's like a huge chunk of my day Oh, going that to the movies? I'm doing nothing. <laughs> Wait, so are you, you're going to the movies with the kids? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Are you like prepared for that? At mm-hmm. Anarchy? Um, we <laughs> had to run out a whole theater. Yeah. Um, you realize that it's about to be unruly in that theater. Luckily, like, nobody's going to shut up. Luckily, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, we picked a movie that I didn't really want to go see. You should take them to go see Smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> parents. Oh, I did, though. Um, on um, Friday, it was my wedding shower at work. And one of the new ladies, she was, like, talking to me about Halloween because I was telling her, oh, yeah, like, the wedding is Halloween theme. We love Halloween, blah, blah, blah. We love Michael Myers, blah, blah. She comes up to me later in the day, and she's like, one of my students went and saw it last night. Third grader. Third grade. On the Thursday release? Yes. Third grader said it was his treat i and i said to her okay, i was well, like i can't I, really and i judge. said what responsible parents <laughs> i was like he shouldn't be seeing that movie third grade that's what so kids turn seven in first grade turn eight in second grade turn nine <clears throat> in third grade nine years old going and seeing halloween ends I don't even think the kid would enjoy the movie. It's a boring movie. Also, it's like <laughs> th- okay, I'm going to I'm going to say it's it. like half the Hall- movie there's like Halloween nothing going ends on. is a thinker. Is uh, yeah, it's kind uh, of a thinker. You have to understand like the intricacies of the theme. Of like, uh, like the theme of like and Don't spoil too much. Like what an adult is going through and like adult emotions there's that super cut of jamie lee curtis doing interviews for the entire trilogy where she just keeps saying it's trauma it's trauma." and i'm like well, how is a kid supposed to understand like they'll get scared but like will they understand what they're watching it's not a horror movie no it, it's and we talk about this very much in depth but next I, week I, I just like i i think parents need to stop i can't really complain too much or or judge too much because I went to go see 2007's Rob Zombie's Halloween when I was in the sixth grade. But this is third grade. I it, that's half irrelevant. Food. No apples to oranges. No, because I was six, still young. So nine, so nine in third grade, ten in ten in fourth, eleven in fifth, twelve in sixth. So it's the difference between the maturity of a six, of a nine year old versus a twelve year old. That's huge. Bree, that's before, huge. Before I went to see that movie, I was in the car playing Pokemon Emerald. <laughs> you still play in Pokemon in the car. Yeah, when that's, we go still, that's true, honestly. Um, so, Pokemon is no measure I have of no maturity. Ro- I have no room to, to judge because, gosh, that Rob Zombie movie is just Garbage. way, way worse than 
in terms of like brutality and like maturity and adult stuff, it's like way worse than Halloween kill or just, ends, you know. I just think that maybe that wasn't the most sound parental choice. Neither was taking a sixth grader to see 2007's Rob Zombie's Halloween Kills. Or no, Hall just Halloween. Gosh, I'm confused. Anyway, let's get into it. We're here. We're going to keep this one short today because Ooh. we have a extended episode next week. Halloween Ends is about a two-hour long podcast. You're We've welcome. We've talked about it for a long time. You're welcome. Anyway, this week we're talking about Cult of Chucky. Um, this is the last movie installment of our series as of yet, because you never know what uh, Mancini has in store for us in the future. I have no idea what this guy is in because store. the 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 TV show is going on, um, and it rocks. Um, big fan, big fan. So personally. I thought I thought what we could do is like we can talk about cults in this episode, but we can also cap off. The child's play franchise viewing and maybe we could talk. We could talk, talk a little talk about, about the show. I'll talk bit. a little bit about the show, but yeah. not into depth because again, we want to make sure this one is like we didn't kind of a, just an hour for you guys. We didn't review the show. We've just been watching the episodes for season two as they've aired right now. And I have to say, if this is my one like time where I get to say what I want, the, pu <laughs> the puppets, off. the puppets get are horrid in um curse curse yeah there's the like three different the ones. puppets are horrid cult they're getting better tv show cute as a freaking button can i i i would i would buy the that. cult no the, I, uh, I would buy the show? i would buy the tv show's puppet not the the doll because the doll is just like the same doll the yeah. good guy doll but when he becomes animated like he looks really cute <laughs> and that's how he gets you. And Brie. that's how you. Oh, you should have saw me during cult, uh, cult of Chucky. Every time you get a close up of, oh, his, yeah. of his little feet walking, I was like, look at them cute little feet. <laughs> little pat, pat, pat. Oh, the dog just came in here. Because I, I say Kaido has cute little feet. He is a cute boy. But anyway, so we have Cult of Chucky. This is a straight to streaming movie. And it. Um, I remember when it came out because my BFF, um, at the time we were roommates in college and she begged me to watch it with her and I said, no. no. <laughs> and then I watched it with Anthony, like any true, true I jerk. I think I, I remember when Curse and Cult came out and I didn't watch either of them when they we came out. We watched it together. Yeah. For the first time. Um, I, I'm a jerk. And everybody loves me. That's a SpongeBob reference, by the way. I didn't get that one. That's when he has the the blow up muscle arms. I you don't know. remember that line. I remember the episode, He's but not like, that line. Um, cause I'm a jerk on the TV screen, but everybody loves me. <laughs> oh, it's like the advertisement. Yeah. Oh. What do they call him? Um, anchor arms. Anchor arms. Yep. <laughs> oh god i'm okay. quizzing you on your spongebob knowledge don't even try because i am so good okay Bree. so i have a quiz question no a i don't want to be put question. on the spot please when when uh spongebob faces off in the krabby patty cook off with neptune what does he do with the pickles oh he doesn't he tuck them in he tucks them in with the cheese yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he puts a little smiley face on them. And then you yell at me for doing that to our hamburgers. You put the smiley faces on the pickles where I like to put the ketchup and then I like to lay the pickle on top of a glob of ketchup. I want to make a little face and tuck the pickles in on a nice slice of cheese. <laughs> I'm glad that you got that. Anthony, I yeah. am like... You're really, like an encyclopedia. I'm really... I don't think... Okay. I think... As a child, my parents should have, like, not let me watch as much Spongebob as I did. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Um, also, like, like every t- every time I was sick and home from school... Spongebob. Especially when I got to middle school where, like, when you stayed home from school, like, no one was home with you. Mm-hmm. And that's how one time when I was really sick and home from school in middle school, I was going to get soup from downstairs and I fell down the stairs... And I was just laying at the bottom of the stairs like, oh, God, take me now. I think I'm going to get you with this one. Okay. In the episode squirrel jokes. Give me a squirrel joke. (laughs) (laughs) Something that Spongebob says that offends uh, Sandy. Oh, my gosh. A squirrel joke? I just know the, the, the tagline is, they're so darn stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know. How many squirrels does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? None, because they're so darn stupid. I don't know if it's none. I'm not entirely sure. I knew. I know that's one of the jokes. I was just trying to think of episodes to quiz you. I know. On. I love that episode. That's a great episode. She gets really mad at SpongeBob, mm-hmm. and then she starts doing jokes, and uh, he's like, "Those aren't funny, Sandy," and she's like, "Neither are the squirrel jokes." You think that episode was like an allegory for yes, like for racist, racist jokes? Is, yeah. It is totally an allegory for racist jokes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like the episode um, the when um, Mr. Krabs, when, no, when <laughs> Mr. Krabs puts on the talent show and then SpongeBob is just mops between the eggs. <gasps> oh, yeah. And he gets like a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. And then like Squidward just like puts his hand out and everyone's like, boo. <laughs> and then SpongeBob goes out with his hand, and they're like, "Yay!" Okay, Brie, I got a, I got a, um, I got a quiz question for you. Stop! I'm like gonna be like nervous. In, in the episode where Squidward accidentally goes to the future, future. That, that one. What is everything? Chrome. <laughs> in the future, everything's chrome. In the fu- I say that like all the time. In the future, everything is chrome. What is SpongeBob's caveman name? Spongegar. How about Patrick? Pat Tar. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Gar, right? No, I think it is Pat Tar. It's Pat Tar? I think. Spongebob and Pat Tar? When we were kids, there was this kid that we used to um, be friends with, and his name was Pat. And so we would call him Pat Tar because it was like Reptar from Spongebob. From Spongebob? Oh, no, I mean, uh, Rugrats. Ah, he messed up! <laughs> messed up my Nicktoons. Um. All right, Brie. Let's get down to it. Enough talking sponge. Living in a SpongeBob, loving in a SpongeBob, having a wonderful time. Neither of us took notes on this movie. No. We figured because yesterday when we watched Halloween ends, we did a pretty good job. We didn't take notes. We did. We did a good job on the pod, and none of us took notes. So we're like, let's try it again. Um. Also, we watched. I don't it, like, remember anything this morning. Yes, yeah, so we watched it at like seven a.m. this morning because. We were up, and why not? 
Okay, Anthony, do you have any behind-the-scenes stuff any for behind us? behind the scenes. Other than it was straight to streaming. It was straight to streaming. It was shot in Canada. And, and you can tell. Like, every actor in this movie is Canadian. Because I'm pretty sure to get them Canada tax credits, you need to hire Canadian actors. Um, let's see. Let's see. Don Mancini claims that Andy is well off financially because of the insurance money he received from the murders he was involved in as a child. That's kind of a cool little uh, note. Let's see. Uh, anything uh, in here? There's not really much. Um, Christ, I don't know. Don Mancini revealed that giving all three Chuckies a subtle difference was a studio executive decision to help them differentiate them in the film. During production, the Chuckies were nicknamed Buzzcut, Ragamuffin, Edwardian, and Evil Dead. Um, there's a lot of references to like past things in the franchise to where... Um, do you remember when they're in like the group therapy session... And they're the one, the, the woman who is obsessed with her child that she killed. Do you remember her? She corrects somebody from saying multiple murder to mass murder. Yeah. That's a reference to Bride of Chucky when they kept correcting the characters and saying that. So there's a lot of references. Tiffany says a bunch of stuff in this movie about how classic never goes out of style. And there's a lot of references back to Andy's lines in child's play one, where he's like, uh, this is the end for you friend or whatever. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here about that. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I don't know what else there is. This is the goriest Chucky movie. Yeah, I would agree. Mm -hmm. In an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Don Mancini discussed the potential of a child's play film set on a train, as well as revealing plans for a crossover film with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, tentatively referred to as Child's Play on Elm Street. Quote, I would like to do a Freddy and Chucky movie, just because I think they would be a fun double act. I'm more interested in the characters. My pitch for Freddy vs. Chucky is Child's Play on Elm Street. Chucky ends up in some kid's house on Elm Street, and Chucky and Freddy inevitably meet in the dreamscape. Chucky sleeps. Why not? Chucky sleeps. Chucky dreams. <laughs> they have this admiration for each other. But they quickly realize that Elm Street isn't big enough for the two of them. So in a riff on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, they have a contest who can kill the most teenagers before the sun comes up. Interesting. That would have been an interesting. That was in an era, though. I think where they were doing crossovers. Crossovers were the big thing. Freddy versus Jason comes out, and like they tried to come up with a bunch of different crossover ideas. Alien versus Predator. There was an idea at one point for Michael Myers versus Pinhead from Hellraiser. Um, there, there was an I, I guess the Nightmare on Elm Street Child's Play crossover. Uh, they wanted to put Ash in a Freddy versus Jason sequel from Evil Dead. <laughs> that would have been cool. They actually did do that as a comic book. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, and it's pretty good actually. Like what they would have done for the movie, they just made into a comic book. Pretty good stuff. I don't know, Bree. I think that was it in terms of um uh background stuff in in Cult of Chucky. They wanted to put 
acknowledgement to Glenn and Glenda from Seed, but they weren't allowed to for copyright reasons. Oh, um, So they took it out. Um, Don Mancini claimed that there was a supporting actor on set of this movie that was taking unauthorized photos of Fiona Dorif and selling them to Perez Hilton on the internet. And Perez Hilton was, like, super cool when confronted about it and, like... Uh, Gave, like pretty much gave up all the information <laughs> to Mancini. He was like, "Please don't do that." Yeah, sure. Um, I thought that I I never hear about that. That's got to be super shady, though, to have a supporting actor that's like selling unauthorized photos of the lead actor. So also the like tabloids. Don't be a weirdo. Yeah, just don't be a weirdo. I wonder right? if it was that guy. What guy? Multiple Malcolm. Why do you think it was multiple Malcolm? I don't know. The guy just looks shady. He was Chucky. <laughs> Chucky Her did father? It. Chucky did it. Um, okay. Um, I have to say... Oh, my friend just texted me because we were all talking about Halloween. And he said, I might have to watch one of the good Halloween movies tonight to get this bad taste out of my mouth. <laughs> and just railing on there that movie. You go. Um, this movie, we pick up with... Um, our friend Nika and Nika again she's been committed because she's convinced you know that a, a doll got it but here we have her more well adjusted she's talking to um psychologists and she's like I know that I did it and that Chucky was just a way that I was able to cope with what I was doing and it, but I ask because they say like and to the point where she's now going from a maximum security place where she could not have visitors to now going to a more low security place where she can have visitors. So she's doing better. But I also feel bad for Nika because Nika is being convinced that she is crazy. When Nika is not crazy, she actually did see a killer doll. It's that coercion thing where, like, they um, they try to hit you with the same reality over and over and over again. And at a point, it's just like... Okay, whatever you say. Whatever you say, I'll just go with it and I'll believe it. Why not? Because anything else sucks. Um, they have, like, a newspaper clipping of woman kills five members of her family... And what are you looking at? No, I'm just zoning. Oh, I, you were looking at like on my side and I thought something was no, behind me, you're, but you're, you're just good. zoning out. Um, so they have this like newspaper clipping of like woman kills five members of her family. And I was like, she's in a wheelchair. How? <laughs> how did she do this? Like, did you see some of those dead bodies from Curse of Chucky? Like, how the heck does she do that when she's in a wheelchair? That would have been my first thought as an investigator on this case. I'm like... How could she possibly do all of this stuff while also being, like, in a wheelchair? Because there's some deaths in those movies that it's, like, you have to be, like, an able-bodied person to be able to commit those murders. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, that would have been my first question as an investigator is, how the heck was she able to do that in a wheelchair? Well, what's the what's the alternative? Believing that a doll did it? I guess. I don't know. There's questions that go unanswered, I suppose. But I don't know, Brie. I got confused. I don't know where this movie goes. I'm I'm looking to you to drive this one. Okay. Get in the seat. <laughs> so she arrives at this, like, different, like, prison. And mental, mental hospital. Mental hospital prison situation. Can we talk about the 
He wasn't. He doesn't even let me get through it. He's like, "You drive it, but wait, I'm going to talk now." Interrupting the production design. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupting cow. Moo moo. <laughs> um. So the production design of this mental hospital is like wild. I told Bree I would go crazy even if I wasn't crazy. It's like all white everything. It's just bright. It's white. It's like there's no windows in there. There's no um, like any kind of color i don't like it and i i would go crazy if i had to be stuck in there for days and days and days so we get to meet like several of our characters we meet her doctor he's kind of weird we don't know exactly why we're wary of the doctor until later in the movie and then we have um this one character who like she seems very well adjusted not sure why she's in there which one the the one with uh, the one that burned her house down yes okay seems i don't remember anybody's name i don't remember anybody's name either (laughs) and you have the one who killed her baby yeah she's kind of crazy and then we have malcolm which we don't know has split personalities until after we meet him for a little and after he already has sex with nika yeah nika just like is so that straight to bone can I town. ask you a question just because I'm unfamiliar with yeah. split personality or DID or something like that? Is is that technically assault? No. Because it's a different personality no. doing it. He was cons- he consented. Okay. Alright, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't wanna like Also I think he consented as himself. Because they all have to be in agreement with one another, right? Yes. Like all the personalities have to be Usually, on the same page. If it was real DID, but I don't think of course, this is based off we, fictional DID. Fi- well, I don't know enough about real DID. DID to... it takes... It's hard to explain. I'm assuming all of the personalities have to be somewhat in agreement with it's each not, other, right? It's not like how things portray it as like there's an evil one. and Sure. It's like they're all just like different versions of... Patricia. The... It's <laughs> Not like that. No. It's like different versions of the same person. But yes. also some could be different a different gender, different age. We had this discussion when we watched Moon Knight. Yes. It's it's hard for me to see DID done incorrectly. Do you think DID was done correctly in Moon Knight? No. No. <laughs> I don't know too much about it, so I can't Cuz really I don't judge. think it it is DID in Moon Knight. Yes it is, right? I'm not sure. Mark Spector has DID. I'm not well, yeah. He, does. he has three other guys living with him. Yeah. But they're not all in communication with each other. He hasn't worked through Until, that Until, like, they work it out. Well, yeah, but there's know, still, like, a whole other guy in there that they don't even know Yeah, right? There. That's even creepier. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I don't know enough about DID to make a judgment on, like, the intricacies of that mental disorder, well, you know? like, she likes Malcolm and, like, they, they do the deed. Um, they have this whole kerfuffle. Is that the first time we see a sex scene in a Chucky movie? No. No? No. Well, the dolls, I guess. And Bride. But not humans. And people in Bride. They didn't actually have sex, though. Oh, that's true. I think this is the first actual sex scene in a Chucky movie. Maybe. Anyway, continue. And then, um, they have, like, this whole thing. Where it's like they all figure out, 
oh, you're the one who killed their fa- I want to know if I'm going to be safe. And Nika's kind of like laughing. And they introduce the doll as kind of like a joke. And Nika's like, it's just a doll. And at first... Oh, there's one more... In, um, I, I said inmate, but it's not inpatient. That... Um, Oh, we the, forgot the, the woman. Per, the woman, because she's so forgettable. The woman who has uh, schizophrenia. The woman who goes up to Nika at the very beginning and goes, Can, can you, you see, see me? me? <laughs> Nika's like, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, don't be frightened. <laughs> I'm the ghost of someone who died here a long time ago. And the doctor's just like, No, Malcolm's just like, we all can see you. Uh, it reminds me of that South Park episode where everyone gets mad at Cartman for eating all the KFC. So they start ignoring him and Cartman thinks that he died and that he's a ghost and nobody can see him anymore. <laughs> I just... And that's when she has the, the the do with him. But then she finds out he's also... I don't know what she oh, was we're expecting. introduced to the orderly. I also um, don't know what they're, he, she was expecting because like he's in there for something. Yeah, and he seemed pretty well adjusted. Yeah, so it had to be something. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that shoe to drop yeah. eventually. Um, so we're also introduced to the orderly that takes care of some of the patients named Carlos. And Carlos like, has like a little soft spot for Nika, like gives her some juicy fruit. And um, friggin', um, I guess like he's kind of like a hard ass to a lot of the patients, but... Ultimately, I, there's like nothing wrong with this guy, right? Like he is not a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice anything. I'm I didn't miss anything, right? Where like they snuck something in that gave us a reason to dislike him. No. Yeah. I Other mean, than him just being like, yeah, he uh, is no, he is he's not bad. He's not even bad to the doll either. No, they said, I read in the IMDb page that there was a deleted scene in which he what he was taking pictures of Nika and selling it to <laughs> the tabloids. And like, that would have been like a reason for us to want to see this guy go. But then they took it out of the movie because it might have been too close to what was actually, what was actually on. happening on the set of that movie. Um, so they get into this therapy session where the guy introduces the doll and Nika's kind of like okay with it. She's like, it's just a doll because she's been going to therapy thinking it's just a doll. And the woman who killed her child is like, my baby. And so she's completely fine with the doll being there because like she believes she and truly for all intents and purposes. This is, is an actual like, yeah, this is an doll. actual doll. It's not alive. And for right now, like it's not doing anything that would con- we would consider off or different. But of course, like she starts to get suspicious of this doll. She's just always suspicious. And then well, she gets because a at the this meeting, the woman with schizophrenia says oh, Chucky yeah. called me. He said, Now that you can have visitors, he's coming for you. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, what the hell? And then the the one woman who burned her house down is like, because Nika starts to laugh. She's like, what are you laughing about? Like, this is not funny. Like, this is not funny at all. And it kind of gets to the point where Nika starts to get suspicious of the doll. And in a later therapy session, like, is like, if it's just a doll, why, like, prove it. Oh, this is later. Yeah. This is much later. Because Chucky is alive at this point. Yeah. But 
Um, she gets a visitor. And it's guess who? Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. But, slash Tiffany Valentine. But she comes as Tiffany Valentine. She com- Well, they say Miss Valentine. Yeah. They don't say her first name. They, she comes as Va- Miss Valentine. And then uh, she, they're like, Nika goes, do you, does anybody ever tell you that you look like really like Jennifer Tilly? And she's like, Jennifer Tilly, uh, Tiffany Valentine, like I get lost sometimes. <laughs> it's like I get them confused sometimes. Um, so what we established is that like Nico was very close to Alice from the last movie, the little girl. And where we niece. leave where we leave Alice in the last movie is like Chucky doing the Dumbella spell on her. Um, so Tiffany comes in and is introduced as Alice's legal guardian. And she comes and tells, well, Nika's like, how is she? And Tiffany tells her, well, she's dead. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's when Nika has this big moment of, like, I want to kill myself. My niece died. And the whole thing is... Oh, she gives... Uh, Tiffany gives Nika... A good guy doll and says this was the doll that Alice used in therapy. Yeah, she wants you to have it. And that is the that's doll. That's the real one. That that's has alive. Chucky in it. Oh, we missed a complete, like, Brie, we missed a complete B story to this movie that the actual way this movie starts. Andy is back. Oh, yeah. We well, completely well, forgot about no, Andy. No, we're, we're going to get to it. The Andy B story? Yeah, the Andy B story. So, meanwhile, we get the all the stuff that's happening at this mental hospital, but we open with Andy going on a date. Oh, I love this stuff. I, and his I really date did love it. does not go well because she Googled him. Yeah. I think and this is all like the- this stuff came up and she's like, I just don't want to be a part of all that. And he's down on his luck. He goes home. He's getting all his stuff. Well, first they're talking about guns and she's like... Why do you have, so, Why many do you have so many guns? And he's like, for protection. And she's like, protection against what? And he's like, oh, you Googled me, didn't you? Which is maybe the first time that mm. I've seen like a protagonist of a horror movie a sequel be like, did you Google me? <laughs> like, I really? You Googled me? Um, and what happens is he goes home because he's down. He doesn't get to, you know, be. He doesn't have a romantic life because of all this drama Chucky has put him through. He goes home, but what does he do? He goes and gets Chucky out because I think he has an no, unhealthy, okay, so, like, yes. codependent relationship with Chucky. He, he does. can't get over it. So, at the end of the, the the post-credit scene of the unrated version of Curse of Chucky was Chucky being shipped to Andy and Andy blowing off his head. So, now we cut to this Andy B story where he has Chucky's head on a stick still alive and it's locked away and he's been torturing the crap out of it. So I looked at Brie and I said, why is that head still alive? <laughs> Cause like w- we've changed the rules a little bit about the voodoo aspect of Chucky. So we talked about this on the last podcast where Chucky loses his head and the body is still like, animated similarly to the first child's play where that does happen they kind of retcon that and they kind of ignore that stuff in the subsequent sequels where i think chucky does get his head chopped off at one point and dies 
you know, or he gets shot and he dies or he gets uh, his face ripped off and he dies and like shredded up. But last movie, I remember us being like, I, I think in every movie he had to be completely destroyed. You think? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but no, cause seed of Chuck, no bride. He just gets shot. He gets shot and he gets buried. Right. And then Seed, he gets dismembered by Glenn. Yeah, but we, he survives, therefore, and torments. So are we to believe that because this is the OG Chucky from Seed. He survived. He survived that yes. disembodiment. And stitched himself back up together. Okay, I can buy it. I'm, I'm on board now. Because, so maybe we didn't Because how else would he have sent that? arm to glenn yeah because no one else did the dembala spell. or did tiffany put him back together or something no because tiffany was like well, i'm done with you but now tiffany's working with him again well yeah because she's afraid of him coming back to get her rightfully so because that's no they're accomplices did I... you not see the end of this movie where like they make out with each other no i i think it's <laughs> it's confusing to go from seed where she's like, I'm leaving you. But I don't think it is confusing. <laughs> it's a Harley and Joker situation where it's like they always go back but to But I don't each think other. she was the one who... Re I think he just didn't die. Because he chopped off his limbs. He didn't... He didn't... Like... Chucky has to be like stabbed in the heart. That's part of the voodoo thing. I guess. I guess if I'm thinking about it, but... That's like the, the law of the first movie. Yes. You have to get him through the heart. You have to destroy the whole doll. You can't just chop off the limbs. You can't just melt the doll. He's still alive. Thus why when they when they melt him down in the what is that? The, the first second movie. The second movie, he is alive right away because you don't have to perform the Dumbala spell if he didn't die. Okay. He's no, the original I get it. Chuck from <laughs> The second movie is no. the same Chucky. From the second movie? In no, the third. from the third. The same the one Chucky, that gets shredded up. The same one from the second movie who gets melted is the one who appears in the third. No. Yes. Bree, no, so... He doesn't have to get reanimated. No, so the third movie is the blood getting into the mixture of that's the third movie that's the third movie so the second movie he gets like melted and he gets like uh, merged into that's all those saying. different the doll same, parts the same one that gets melted is the one that appears in the next one he doesn't need to, you're not following me i'm not following you but no, no it's so. not the same exact <laughs> doll it's that you don't have to perform the dumbala spell if he doesn't die so, no, okay, so here's my, here's where I'm lost in this explanation, is that, and you gotta listen to me. No. <laughs> so, at the end of the second movie, Chucky gets, like, fucked up, I, I didn't want to swear, but he gets, like, effed up and um, merged into all those different doll parts, and they're like, okay, Chucky's dead. Now, eight years has passed, or whatever, to Child's Play 3, and Chucky's blood gets into the mixture for the new good guy dolls. Hence, he's reborn in a new, like, sleeker form. So that former Chucky had died. The blood of that 
that Chucky got into the mixture. You're shaking your head no, but that is the way it goes. No, because that Chucky... You're trying to tell me that the, the Chucky from Child's Play 3 is not, the same it's one. It's not the same Chucky, but it's the same consciousness of Chucky. No, yes. that Yes. Because <laughs> he did not die by heart stab. It's all the same you don't consciousness. Have to re- you don't have to redo the Demala spell if he didn't die, die. No, I agree. I agree. I'm following so you. It, we didn't need to redo the Dembala spell after getting chopped apart by Glenn because he wasn't really dead. When you don't have to, you don't have to redo the Dembala spell if Chucky didn't die, die. But in the movies where, like Tif- Tiffany had to, well, after he got split up into pieces and like heart destroyed, everything destroyed. The Dumbala spell needed to be done because he died. Yes. No, I'm following you and I agree with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I we, thought we were talking about the body of Anyway, Chucky so and- it makes sense that Andy has this head because the heart probably wasn't destroyed. Yes. Andy would be So smart. where's the body? And- Andy probably has it locked up somewhere. Okay. I'm... I'm on board. I fully believe. I've suspended my disbelief. Okay. So we have him. He's talking to the Chucky doll. They they smoke a joint together. Um, the, the mittens is the yelling. Cat, the cat is yelling at us. Um. Anyway. So we have... They smoke a joint today. Chucky pretends to go for his finger to bite him. Did you get caught by that jump scare? Um, a little bit. And I was like, Chucky just thinks he is so funny. He's like my dad. <laughs> He's like my dad. Like, you think you're funny? You're like, hey, 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 hey. Do it. You can do the no, laugh. No, I'm not going to do the laugh. The cackle? It's the cackle. <laughs> it's just my normal laugh. It's honestly just your normal laugh. Until I pointed it out last week that you have the Chucky cackle. Now I won't laugh in front of you. <laughs> anyway, so that's our B story that's going on. Andy has been desperately trying to get a hold of Nika and get a hold of the doctors that are holding Nika to say that Nika is correct. He watches, like, a video of himself. And Chucky's like laughing at him because he His looks video, crazy. Because he's trying. So he brings, he brings the, head the head to the doctor. And, and the he's guy's like, like, you should work at special effects. Yeah. He's like n- putting nails into the Chucky head. And the Chucky head's like, <laughs> like yelling. And they think that Andy is just like a VFX artist or like, you know, some kind of special and effects to, guy. And to think about it is they made a Chucky movie. Yes, so they, and that's why that makes sense. Yeah, so they think this guy's just like yanking their chain. Uh huh. No, I'm. A, I love it. I absolutely love it because I think we were talking about this earlier. Is what we appreciate so much about this franchise is they have a single continuity, and, and they, Don they Mancini. Like I appreciate lore. You appreciate lore. I love, love, love when we always refer back to the lore. Everything matters and everything that we've done matters. So it's like when you have a scene as simple and as short as Andy trying to convince these doctors, but they think he's a special effects artist because there's already a Chucky movie out there in which they've used similar special effects. Like that matters to us. That matters to us fans of the franchise that appreciate the single continuity so much. And they even bring it back in... um, season two of the Chucky show because they're like, oh yeah, Tiffany uh, or uh, Jennifer Tilly did a movie called Bride of Chucky. So like the events of Bride of Chucky 
have been made into a movie in universe starring Jennifer Tilly also who is Tiffany. So she is the bride of Chucky, you know, it, it's so funny and it's so intricate and I love it so much because it's, it's careful and that it doesn't step on its own toes, but it's subtle in that you can drop these things and they make sense. You know what I mean? So continue. Anyway, so we have, he's desperately trying to get to her to the point where at this time he's sending his own doll in. This one is buzz cut. This one, his hair is different. And I think it's important why Andy did it is to distinct him from the others. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, at the mental hospital. I love that you use that because that's an Orson Welles um uh concept i, I will i'm not gonna get into it anyway so now nika is suspicious of the doll because now we have like so she tries to kill herself she tried well first i think they melt the doll hand first yes they do that first. and to prove that nika because nika is suspicious so now there's, there's two dolls there's two dolls and nika's like one of the, the this doll is alive it's, if it not if it's not prove it and so he melts the hand of the Chucky doll, which is to convince her that if but it was a, this if it one's was, not alive yet, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chucky just like he really take held, pain. He really held it in because you know he usually, <gasps> ah, <laughs> but holds it in for the sake of you know being convincing. What about that one scene where and she's like, but I think they switched and they and it's like this could be the one and blah blah blah. Like she knows Chucky is alive and in this hospital because we have this scene prior where he's looking for Nika and he stops by and sees the woman who thinks that she's a ghost. And they have this like banter. I love it. And it's so funny cuz he's like where's Nika? Where's and she's Nika? like you can see me. He's like, "Yeah, I, I can, can see, see you." you. And she's like I didn't think you anybody can see me. And Chucky's like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> like, not acknowledging that he is, like, in a mental hospital right now. And he's like, I'm a talking doll. <laughs> he's like, I'm a mass-marketed talking doll from the 80s. Like, how, do you, how are you not freaking out right now? And so Chucky's like, it's, it's that Halloween resurrection moment where Buster Rhymes yells at michael myers in a michael myers costume and michael myers instead of killing buster rhymes just walks away because he's like i can't even handle this guy I, right it's now. like and then Chucky's like i'm gonna come back for you yeah. later so he goes to nika's room and finds nika has slit her wrists and attempting to kill herself and the last thing we see is nika like in and out of consciousness seeing chucky's face she wakes up and her she looks at her wound and it's stitched up and in the puddle of blood next to her it was like nice try yeah um and like it's like cartoonishly stitched up yeah and i have to pay attention to well she doesn't have arms anymore it's so stitch, it's stitched up with the same thread he uses to stitch himself up yes so I guess we would have to rewatch season one of the Chucky show and pay attention to her arms and see if they kept that like scar. 
we can't do it in season two because she ain't got no arms no more. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> she and, really gets done dirty in that show. So she she hides the puddle of blood from the nice nurse, and she goes out of the door when she hears like an alarm, and the psycho, the lady with schizophrenia. She gets murdered, but it looks like suicide. It looks like she slit her wrist. Yeah, Chucky murdered her in the same way that Nika tried to attempt suicide as like a middle As finger. a way to say. Yeah, and then it said Chucky did it. In, yeah, it says uh, Chucky did it in the blood. And Oh, can we talk about multiple Malcolm? Sure. He's multiple Malcolm. Yeah. We reveal he is multiple personality. Did we talk about he him He talks already? about he's Michael Phelps. Yes, he's Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. He's and then he tries to be Chucky. At he tries one point, to be Chucky, but he gets all the details wrong because he's not actually Chucky until we reveal. Yes, he was actually possessed by Chucky. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Chucky said it was nice going taking a little trip in his mind. He was possessed. Yeah, I missed that. I think so. I believe I don't so think he was because possessed. The, the Chucky dolls make a joke about it later in the movie. I don't think he was because there's a point where. Chucky because he gets the details wrong he says that he didn't like to be called Chucky when Chucky loves to be called Chucky yeah Chucky's like he gets the details wrong which is an indication that he's faking it because he doesn't know Charles Lee Ray the dolls make a joke though about it but I think it's in I like have, poor I have, taste I have to think you know? about it I, really I just... am positive I'm like positive he's not possessed by Chucky um anyway so then Nika's like suspicious of the dolls. The doll is being carried by that woman who thinks it's her baby. She goes outside and she's like talking with it and she's holding it. And once it's facing the window, we know Chucky's going to do something. He gives, he flips her off. Yeah. In, in, true, <laughs> in true Chucky fashion. I love when Chucky And then all of a sudden off. she throws him into the grave. And then Moswell Malcolm goes to like by her and then she pushes him into the grave and there's like this whole emergency and he's fine but he emerges out of the grave i missed and he part. looks at her like he could be possessed by charles lee ray maybe I'm, i must have missed that part anyway then we get like there's can i look it up real quick you can yeah. keep talking then we get this weird moment with the doctor where he like kisses her on the mouth and Chucky is behind him. And she's like, Chucky's behind you. And he like knocks him out. Okay, I got it. I got it. Um, Malcolm, who is never actually possessed by Chucky. That's what IMDB says. Malcolm was never actually possessed by Chucky. Right, yes. So, no, he was faking it. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so then the, the there's a weird scene with the the guy who's kissing Nika. The, and, the doctor who's yeah. acting like... Inappropriate. It, super inappropriate to a point where Chucky's like, I need, I don't know if I should hate there's, this guy or take notes. There's two scenes where he's inappropriate. One where he kisses her and Chucky knocks him out and tries to get Nika to kill him. And she says no. And he kind of gives up. And there's a second scene where he knocks her him out. And this time, he does murder him. Well, Chucky, as Nika, yes, does that. Well, anyway, B story. I, but I love, I love when Chucky is talking about, it and he's like, 
I don't know whether to hate this guy or take notes from this guy. <laughs> like, he's so despicable. Yeah, and um, meanwhile, there's an B story. Andy gets there. He's trying to get inside. I need to speak to these people right away. And the guy's like, no, the security has a like, conversation with Tiffany on the phone. Yeah. Too. Tiffany said, Chucky said one word, word, disembowel. Which we had a, we had, an, a, we had a, like a, a debate, a debate about, about it. That. And we'll get into it once we get to that part. And he's like, okay, then I want to be com committed. And the guy's like, get out of here. And so he punches him and he actually ends up in the mental hospital. So now we have Andy's in the mental hospital. Nika's in the mental hospital. We have two Chucky dolls around. And now there's a special delivery of another Chucky doll. The one with the buzz The cut. one with the buzz that cut. That Andy sent. That Andy sent. Then we get the scene where Nika's in there again in the psychologist's office. Yes. Because did we get to the because point where we the lady who was had the with the baby shows what she actually did with her child, she actually did suffocate her Suffoc child. Yes, and so she suffocates the Chucky doll to the point where Nika's like he's faking it. He's still alive, and they're like Nika, it's a doll. Did we get to the point yet where the woman who burned her house down gets killed? No, that's like when all the Chucky's start going crazy. Because now there are three Chucky's like, roaming three, around. Well, there's two Chucky's. One's third, not alive. Third yet. Chucky's not alive yet. They make him alive when they do the Nika thing. So the whole thing is that can we can we reveal yet, or do we want to wait? Let's wait. What the big thing is? Let's let's wait. So then, the Chucky dolls commit several murders. The first <laughs> one being the as. The one lady's trying to throw... The woman who burned her house down is trying to throw away the Chucky doll. Chucky bites her. So she's convinced this doll is actually alive. We need to get rid of it. And they're like, she's crazy. So they put her in... They inject her with this stuff that's going to make her not be able to move. And then the Chucky doll gets up and starts moving around. He's like, this one is compressed oxygen? He's like, what does that mean? He's like, I'm not even joking. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then and he shatters. Let's talk about how Brad Dorf is so great. And then he shatters the the top window, much like the mirror is shattered by Tiffany in Bride. Yes, that's very similar to. There the are death several. In Bride. There's several kills that are callbacks to that. Yeah, I love. So we've had this theory that Chucky gets crazier. As he comes back, you know, like the more he dies and comes back and he gets, he gets crazier. But now I have this theory that cause the whole, um, the whole thing is that Chucky learned how to, and there she goes coffin. Sorry. Um, the whole thing is that Chucky at some point learned a new voodoo trick to split his soul into multiple different dolls. So now we have multiple Chucky's. The concept that Don Mancini had wanted to do since Child's Play 3 finally gets an opportunity to do. And with this, we have successfully reinvented this franchise again. So we get multiple Chuckies running around. But now I have a theory because like the Chucky show is going on and it's using those elements like pretty heavily of multiple Chuckies that I think whenever Charles Lee Ray splits his soul into like multiple different pieces because there's a point in the Chucky show where he's like there were 72 of me out there 
and I think he gets crazier and crazier, loses his mind, becomes a little bit less Charles Lee Ray, a little bit more Chucky as it goes by. And I think it's a little evident in here because those three Chuckies, when we get the third one that becomes alive, they're like almost different personalities from one another. And they're funny. Yeah. We get like comedic like things. So he kills that one lady and then he kills the woman who kills her son and they kind of work together. Like she wants to die. Yes. And he kills her by like ripping out her like. No, he he sticks. He rips off his own arm and sticks his arm in her throat. Yeah. And so after seeing that, uh, Nika goes crazy and it's like, no, he's here. And so the psychologist brings him into brings her to his office again. That's when he does this weird thing with her feet and like puts. Oh, I was red, like, did Quentin Tarantino direct put this? Red shoes on her, and he's like being really weird. And this that's one when, scene directed by And that's by when Tarantino. Chucky again knocks him out, and is like, "I'm gonna make you a murderer." And he reanimates that other doll, and he also. Awe Due Dembala's... Well, it's a different spell. Awe... Du, Awe, Awe Boku Dembala. And he goes inside Nika. Yes. Oh, can we talk... Like, the conversation that the three Chuckies have oh, with one another? Because they want to go... They're like, who's going to go get Andy? So they explain the whole, like, I can split my soul thing. Like, if it has two arms and two legs, then I can put my soul in it. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. They explain that... Chucky did do that to Alice, but He's, unfortunately... He, he said, you know, little kids are unsuspecting and cute, but what happens when an adult tries to fight back? And implying Alice got killed because she was killing people. Yes. And um, so they go on with this, and then when the third Chucky comes, they're like, they laugh at him a little bit because his hair, his hair is stupid. And this, this third Chucky is... Like, um, he's got like a different voice than the other ones where he's like, his voice cracks sometimes, which is why I'm like, I think Charles Lee Ray is like splitting personalities too when he, whenever he comes into these different Chuckies, because even in the show, like the one that's bald, the one that's bald in the season two premiere is like so weird, like weirder than the rest of them. But they, um, cause some have like. Chucky memories and some like some don't some don't yeah some need to be reminded because because they don't record in the show they don't recognize Andy at first and they don't recognize Tiffany at first and they it takes them like a they couple have to, minutes they have to, to be like reminded about who they didn't recognize the Tiffany doll yes so it they were just like oh they she's did, hot. they did after a little while yes though. because they were reminded of like oh I it's kind of like someone who like has amnesia yeah coming to like i love the fact too that like we're we're even specific about the rules to the splitting soul stuff that we had questioned are they hive mind or are they all independent different chuckies no these are all independent different versions of chucky and you can do whatever you want with it now so what we've done with this concept is it, and I told Brie, like, this is so crazy to do in a seventh installment of a franchise that Don Mancini is, I, I compared him to the Chris Jericho of horror movies, where, like, if you watch professional wrestling and you're a fan of it, you know, Chris Jericho has been around for so long and he's reinvented himself, like, once every couple of years and it always works. 
every reinvention of the Chris Jericho character works. So Don Mancini has taken a good concept in Child's Play 1. You know, we stretched it out as long as it can go in Child's Play 3, took a little break. We reinvented the franchise in Bride of Chucky. We reinvented the franchise again in Cult of Chucky. And now we're pushing that momentum forward with the show. So it's so interesting to see like in a single continuity such as the Child's Play franchise has had, how they keep reinventing themselves to keep up with the times, to keep this interesting so it's not the same movie or TV show over and over and over again and all of that good stuff. But these three Chuckies have this conversation in this movie, and it's so good. And I looked at Brie, I was like, I would love more of that. It was like this whole conversation. They're saying, who's going to go get Andy? And like the one with the hair cut... It's like no, they go, they go. Um, so the woman who was the, uh, and I'm gonna leave you to say it because I don't want to say it, but um, the woman that uh, had the baby, she allows Chucky to breastfeed. Yeah. And so what does Chucky say in the He's conversation? Like, you got to suck a titty <laughs> yeah. today. I'm not you, gonna say. I don't you, know who's listening. You don't but. get. To, you don't get to go kill Andy. And it's like the other one, but you got to do this today. And the the one with the buzz cuts like, well look at my hair. Can I just go, can I do it? And they're like, oh my gosh, you yes, of course. <laughs> so they let him go because he like has a bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love and it so, so much. That Chucky goes to have a face off with Andy, and it, he gets in there. He has like a little knife. He stabs Andy in the leg, but Andy like and him have like a scuffle. For and the, he overpowers. He him. overpowers him easily and disembowels he, the doll. He doesn't even like stab him. I think he just pops yeah. his hand into Chucky's abdomen. He created this doll because when he goes into his abdomen, he hit a gun there. Yeah. And so I'm a, that's so why I was confused as to why Tiffany was calling him to tell him disembowel. Yeah, I don't know. Unless Tiffany and Andy were working together. And Tiffany was in cahoots with Andy. Yeah. But that was the first conversation they had on that phone. They didn't know each other. I'm just so confused. It's I have so, no idea, Brie. That's like the one part of the movie that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I would completely agree. Why did she I got call him? Too. Why did she call him and say disembowel when the only person who gets disemboweled in that movie is Chucky? But that's the Chucky that Andy sends for the reason of ha hiding of, a gun. Of disemboweling yeah. him to get the gun. So why did Tiffany know about that? Yes, so I'm confused. I was equally as... Con I'm still equally as confused. Unless the one... The, the Chucky that called Tiffany to call Andy was the Chucky that was in Andy's house. It can't be. But it can't be because no. that is just ahead. Yes. That Chucky ain't going anywhere. I'm just... I'm confused. I'm, I'm yeah, confused. and I think we're allowed to be confused. Um. Anyway, so Andy now shoots. So he takes the gun, he shoots Chucky, and then he curb stomps the crap out but of him. But then he gets locked in that. Well, because one of the Chuckies possesses Nika, and now Nika can walk. Yes. And it's Charles Lee Ray now as Nika, which is perfect for Fiona Dorif because... It's like it's now like she's the, her dad, and she just they could just close the door, and he's locked in the mental thing again, and he's like, "Well, why?" And and then we have Fiona Dora so, playing her dad, playing Nika, and there's still one Chucky that's left in the mental hospital too. The armless Chucky is still alive and left in there, 
which we never follow up on, I don't think. And and the but show. and then there's this. This is when we get the Chucky's talking to Charles Lee Ray in in Nika's body because they're killing. They kill Maltwell Malcolm. Yes, because yeah. he's because Nika says like you're lying. You're not. I I do like to be called Chucky. Uh huh. And they then, call him out on. Yeah, they call him out on, on it. And then the doll kills him. And then we have Char- like Chucky walking out as Nika meeting Tiffany, Tiffany who sliced the throat. She always be of the police throats. officer the yeah. exact same way she always does. It's like the third movie she's done this. Yeah, and she doesn't in the show. And then she doesn't in the TV show. <laughs> And then they have like this makeout scene where I was like, that must have been uncomfortable for Fiona Turoff. But I don't think Tiffany, uh, Jennifer Tilly never had any kissing scenes, with actual it. like scenes that they shot together with Brad Dourif. But I just think it might be awkward for a young woman. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, and then uh, Chucky says, that's different. And Tiffany says, but I liked it. And then mm-hmm. they kind of get in the car together with the Tiffany doll in the back. What? They have you like a what? laughing scene. The doll, Tiffany's in the doll too. Yeah. So, like, Tiffany knows the soul splitting spell. So, there's an issue there. And then our after credit scene is because Andy's still in the mental hospital, is our a callback from Child's Play, Play 2. 2. And we have Kyle comes mm-hmm. and is like, Andy sent me. Andy sent me, and she's going to torture him. Yeah, she's going to take care of the Chucky doll. Um, so let's get into just a very brief conversation about the Child's Play show. I was. It's been a while since I've seen the first season. Yes, I was. I was a little worried about this movie um, when I saw it for the first time because I didn't know how they were going to handle all three eras of child's play in one the andy era the bride era and the nika era do you think they handled it i think well? they did a good job i thought they did a really good job i think this job. movie like saved the franchise yeah so a they, straight to well, streaming well they were going to continue to make more movies and then like a couple months after the release of this don mancini's like no we're going with a show because i think he had been planning a show for like a while and they finally pulled the trigger on it so it's like there's room for movies, but we're going to focus on the show right now, following that continuity. So, like, the show can easily get canceled, and they'll, they'll just go back to making movies. But I would love if the show stayed on for, like, another season after the second one and just kind of tied everything up and wrapped this whole franchise up, like, 100%. I think we've got a golden opportunity with this show to really do what we want to do to tell a story that's wide and and ever expanding but also have enough room there to where if we wanted to say goodbye to Chucky we could say goodbye to Chucky. I just really hope that they get there before a cancellation. You know what I mean? And I don't think the show's going to get canceled cuz the show's actually really 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 good. And where we were talking about how Seed is too comedic. Curse is too serious. This movie kind of finds a balance. The TV show is where we see the most balance. The TV show is the balance. Don Mancini like gets it right with the TV show. Where it's like you can be funny and you can be silly and you can embrace your 
chaotic nature and you can still take yourself a little seriously too with the plot so like we watched the show and i was just like god this is so chaotic this show especially like in that season two premiere with all the chuckies on top of the uh the truck when andy is uh driving the truck off the cliff I was like, this is such a chaotic, like, goofy TV show, but I love it. We're not going to focus too much on the season two. Let's focus on season yeah. one because uh, season two is, like, just coming out. So but we're not, we're in not season one, season we two. have our main character. He finds the Chucky What's doll. What's his name again? Uh, it's not Zach, right? No. What was it? I'm, I'm, Google it. Yeah. Um, um, he finds the doll at a... Um, a yard sale. A yard sale. Because he's like an artist. And he works a lot with dolls. His dad is homophobic and horrible. Jake. And Jake, Jake. Is, and Jake is is gay. And he doesn't have his mother. It's just him and his father. And his father is really abusive. And he has a... um. His father has a twin brother. And their family is more well off and rich. With, like, their own children that are, like, more well-adjusted. So, Chucky sees Jake as an opportunity to, to make a killer. Yeah, he wants... He's going to try to tap into that rage that Jake has for the rest of the world. Because he's being bullied by another character, Lexi. He is jealous of his cousin. He has a bad home life. Like, Chucky notices that... But... This is, this is a similar situation to... I think where Chucky gets it, gets it wrong is... Those aren't the kids that become killers. Mm-hmm. It's not those kids. Who does become a killer? Later on in the season. Later on in the season. Junior. The, the well-off, yeah. rich, white boy becomes the murderer. Not the kid who is being bullied. Not the, the, the person. Well, because when, as the season progresses, Jake starts to find comfort in this other character, Devin. That's his name, right? Devin. I think so. Um, and, and then he becomes friends with he Lexi. becomes friends with Lexi because they share a common. They're because they're tra they they are all getting taunted by this doll. They're, Chucky is killing members of their family. Chucky is tormenting them and tormenting and the town all, and all trying to make Jake this murder, trying to get him to finally like snap because we keep getting these. Uh, and I think what this show does successfully is it gives us a lot of back history background history into charles lee ray too, charles lee ray's childhood how he was a troubled kid but the thing that triggered him was didn't he see his mom get killed yeah. and then the the murderer was like you really nice to him like <laughs> you want to help and chucky is now trying to do the same thing with jake and saying like i can help you you know, I see this potential in you and I'm going to do what that guy did to me when I was a kid to you. Yes. And I, we don't want to spoil too much of the show because I think you should go watch it if you haven't. Um, but the whole gist is it's not the, the gay child who's being bullied who gets who becomes a murderer. It's the well off rich kid who becomes a murderer. So, and, and like Tiffany is still a big part of the show. We get the continuation of the Nika storyline where... Nika is still kind of her personality is peeking through. Yeah, and she's splitting like headspace with Charles Lee Ray. So Tiffany is struggling with like the Charles Lee Ray version of Nika is a little too aggressive and she doesn't like 
that guy, but she likes Nika. And so it's like, how do we keep Nika but get rid of Chucky without killing the body? You know? And Nika gets done so dirty at the end I of the know. season. She gets her... her her arms Ref- are cut, like even cut, fan- cut fans off. at the end Her of the legs season were like, cut off. "Wow, that was so so unfair to Nika, because she helps Tiffany stop the big plan that Chucky has of like distributing seventy two versions of himself to like local children's hospitals and things like that." Um, so Tiffany ends up betraying Chucky. I'm spoiling it. Tiffany ends up betraying Chucky. And Nika kind of helps out with that. Which sets up this season where Chucky just wants to kill everyone. Chucky's out for revenge He's out for everybody. He wants to get revenge on Jake. He wants to get revenge on all the kids who stood in his way. And he wants to get revenge on Tiffany. And I love that, like, uh, everybody... So there's, there's people on Twitter that will complain about, like, the gayness of this show and i would just like to say it's always been it's it's always, always existed like within the space when the person who makes the the whole thing up is a gay man his it's been in there all along he, so don mancini does this thing where like he puts himself in all of these movies in different ways where it's like he puts his childhood in child's play one and two he puts this idea of toxic masculinity in child's play three bride has um more of that more of that as well and then seed is like Where you get the, the note on that movie was this is too gay and it talks about identity and non-binary and the show is where we get that perfect balance of the main characters are gay boys mm-hmm. and and people are like i'm tired of this gay shit i'm tired of this it's like it's like have you watched have any you of these movies been here like <laughs> this is like the whole thing it's always been a queer space like, you can't be upset that it, in a queer space, it's queer. And Chucky even has that line in that first season of that show. I have a, I have a He's queer like, I got kid. a queer kid. I'm not a monster. And the, Jake's like, Chucky, like you, have a, you have a queer kid? And he's like, yep, gender fluid. He's like, I'm not a monster, Jake. <laughs> so that's pretty much where we are starting season two. We're getting revenge. This doll is so freaking cute. If they ever sell this version of the doll, I buy it. I just really like it's so tough to have three eras of this franchise and bring them all together in different ways. And they're doing such a great job at handling it. And they're doing such a great job at creating this for television doing the character work, doing the backstory on Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany, doing a continuation of these characters and still progressing their arcs. I love it so much. And we found that perfect balance between comedic and serious. And I think that they're all just having so much fun with it. And you can tell that like everybody that's involved with the show is just having a blast making it. I assume and I hope that they are having a blast making it. If not, they're all really great actors because, <laughs> yeah, it, like someone like Jennifer Tilly who loves this role so much and like she holds that Tiffany role so close to her heart, you can tell like she loves coming back to this stuff, and that's really refreshing to see when you have your your main actors who 
hold these role, roles very near and dear. It's the same thing with Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie I just Strode. Think sometimes with certain genres uh, outside of horror, certain genres outside of horror, people don't want to come back mm-hmm. to play characters again. Where in horror, a lot of times, we are thankful for the roles in which we have. You want to pay it forward a little bit. And so, whenever you're asked to come back, of course I'll come back. Mm -hmm. And I'll reprise my role. Whereas I think with other franchises, it's like, where's my money? Yes. Yeah. Um I'm looking more at Marvel. I'm going to be honest. I'm looking more at Marvel for like, sure. Like, I'm not going to well, come like, back unless you pay me. Robert Downey Jr. loved Iron Man. Chris I'm talk- Evans loves I'm talking Captain about America. our friend from Iron Man 1 who wanted so much money they recast Oh, Terrence him. Howard? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where's my money? It's like, don't you just want to be there because, like, it's... It's a fun it's role. It's a fun role. Yeah. Why do you want to get paid as much as Robert Downey Jr.? You have a smaller part. Uh-huh. But now we got the Cheetle. We're all Cheetle. We're all Cheetle. We're Cheetle heads here um, on the we review love podcast. Don Cheadle. Um, Don Cheetle was the better cast anyway. Yeah, for sure. We loved him in Boogie Nights. Anyway, this has been a fantastic, like we are tipping our hats. We're to thankful Chucky. for Chucky. Um, we're th- we're getting excited for our wedding. We're excited for you to hear next week's episode, our season finale. And we'll be back again um, in. Um, mid november yes i i think we talk about it a little bit more on the next episode of where we're going next and when we'll be back but we are taking um a bit of a hiatus after next week's season finale so just enjoy each other for a little bit yeah marriage we, bliss we're we're just getting married we want to like chill for a little bit you know we're finishing up the semester we're finishing i'm finishing up my master's degree i'd like to get that done so um i think we're going to take like a month ish off and come back closer to the end of november um like around thanksgiving time and i think we talk about it on the next episode but we'll we'll give a little tidbit of information as to what our next season is going to start with and it's going to be non-christmas christmas movies yes it was my idea christmas movies that are uh not traditional christmas movies but are set in the backdrop of christmas so we looked at like Gremlins was one. Um, what was another one that we talked about? Oh gosh, why can't I remember? Uh, Gremlins, Mean Girls. Mean Girls was one. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I didn't want to do franchise-based things like Batman Returns. You can think is Harry Potter one. is a franchise, but like. Also, that movie just stands on its own. Sure, I suppose. Um, but we'll come back with a definitive list a little bit later on. Um, so, Bree, does this movie make your list? It does not, but I love it. Yeah, me too. I said the the TV show makes my list of like top like 100 TV shows I've yeah. ever watched. Yeah, like I really like it. Me too. So, um, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm I don't think this is the last Chucky movie we will ever review. No, no, I don't there's think this is it. The, there's more on the horizon. Where it's like next week, we well, we've like capped off Jurassic Park. Next week, we're capping off Halloween and we're saying goodbye to these franchises. I don't think that this is a goodbye to Chuck. I think this is a see you later. Yeah, for it's sure. It's definitely, oh, I hit myself with the microphone in my nose. Ouch, ouch, watch that Ouchy. mic. Anyway, 
I, I'm just glad that, you know, this is like the one that we're recording before our break. Yeah. Even though too. we do have one more after this, this is the last one we're recording. We're like the Beatles break. where we recorded and released out of order with uh, Abbey Road and Let It Be. So this is going to be um, closer to the end of season one. Next week will be the end of our formal season one. And we'll be back in mid to end, uh, late November with season two, starting with non-Christmas Christmas movies. Bree, where can we find us? You can find us anywhere podcasts are. Okay. <laughs> um, Google, Google yeah, Podcasts, that, you know, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, you can get a hold of us on uh, our email Instagram, with, yeah. review underscore pod. We're tired. Our email is reviewpodcast1 at gmail.com. If you have any non-Christmas Christmas movies you would like us to review... Also, you can follow Anthony on Oh, Twitter. I know a movie, and if my students are listening, uh, you're finally going to get it after a while of asking. Um, American Psycho is one of those movies, so that'll be one. So, um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at GLDTV1, um, request only. So, uh, if, if I know you, and I know you're not supposed to be on my socials, it's going to be a no for me, dog. So, be be wise. Be wise, my friends. Where can we find you, Brie? Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you must mail me to a psychiatric hospital and I will be split between three identical dolls. Nice. You just have to figure out which one is the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Bree, why don't we end it here? Sounds good. I'm Bree. And I'm Anthony. And you've been listening to the Review Podcast. Away, do wait, Umbella. The Review Podcast. Yeah. Awake. <laughs>